Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast, a place where we believe you can be equipped to conquer any obstacle in life through the power of God's Word. We have a mission and believe that whatever problem you might be facing, God has a word that can lift you out of your trouble. Now, here's your host, Preston Shuttlesworth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're back tuning in with me for the fifth episode of the podcast. And I'm excited that we've gotten this far and uh, already on the fifth episode. And I know we're going to keep doing this. And this is something that I'm going to be consistent with. And so if you're listening to the fifth episode, uh, I'm very happy that you are and um, staying uh, consistent with these episodes is something that I really want to do, and um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be one of those people that starts something and and isn't consistent with it and lets it fall or uh, be inconsistent. But I want to be steady and uh, releasing content for you guys and having things for you to listen to during your week and build your faith up. And today is going to be an episode about prayer, and um, I really feel like prayer is something that God is leading the church as a whole back to this year specifically. And I know it's something that if you read the Bible, that God always wants done in the earth. And it's not something that's, you know, specific to a a period of time. But I also think that there are times in the spirit where God is focusing in on a particular area for the church to turn back to. And uh, this year is a year of prayer. I know that in my spirit, I know that for a fact. And, um, I can just testify from my own church that we've just begun our second 21 day of the fast uh, of fasting and prayer. And it's only March, you know, so, you know, by the end of this month, we'll have 42 days fasted and prayed. And, you know, out of how many days, like 60 some days. So, you know, we're fasting and we're praying here in Virginia Beach. And I know it's something that's not only taking place here in my hometown, in my home church, but also in different churches around the United States and even other places. And uh, prayer is definitely something that God is bringing us back to this year. And it's been on my heart this week, and it's the topic for today. And I want to get specifically into the power of unlocking through prayer and what prayer unlocks. Because we're not only asked to pray you know, there's, there's, there's reasons why God asks us to pray. God doesn't ask us to do something without reasoning or things behind it. God has purpose behind every instruction that he gives in his word. And so if God has given us an instruction to pray, there are reasons and manifestations of that thing that he's asked us to do. And so today I want to talk to you about seven things that prayer unlocks. And um, I want to get into the first thing, and we're going to go to Acts chapter 12. Because in Acts chapter 12, it's the story of when Peter's in prison and the Bible says that there are Christians praying in a different place. And the Bible says an angel visits Peter while he's in prison and something miraculous happens. So I want you to see out of Acts chapter 12, and I'm going to begin in verse chapter 6 of Acts chapter 12. The Bible says that Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. 
and the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know what was being done by the angel was real, but he thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to an iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. So the first thing I want you to see that prayer unlocks from that story in that passage of scripture is that prayer unlocks closed doors. Prayer unlocks closed doors. Your faith, when you pray, has the ability and the power to unlock doors that would otherwise be closed. You know, one reason I believe that people become frustrated and people become full of worry about their future is because they don't pray. Because you have to understand that the power of prayer gives you the ability for doors to be opened in your life. You know, there's a lot of things that God wants to give to his people. There's a lot of things that God wants to do in your life and in my life. But if we don't go into his presence, if we don't pray to him and have a line of communication with him, then it's hard to receive the instructions that he has for us and for him to open the doors that he wants to open for us. So every time you pray, you eliminate the worry about your future, you eliminate the anxiety about your future, and you open doors that would otherwise be closed. Prayer eliminates frustration about your future. Your faith in prayer, once again, has the power to unlock doors in your life. The Bible says in Acts chapter 12, where we just read, that when the uh, people were praying in a different place, that Peter in a prison an angel was sent to him, and that angel broke the chains off his hands and opened the iron doors that were blocking him in, in that place of prison, and freed him. And so prayer has the ability to open doors that would otherwise remain closed. Worry, worry and is a tactic of the devil to keep you feeling frustrated and you know unsure of what your future might hold, unsure of the steps in your life that you should take. But when you pray, you eliminate those worries, you eliminate those anxieties, you eliminate those feelings of pressure of what I should I, what should I do? Where should I go? What's next for me? You know, what are the things that God's trying to do? What's the, what are the things that God's trying to release? What are the doors that God's trying to open? But when you begin to pray, you begin to unlock the doors that God wants you to walk through so that you can access the fullness of who you are and your potential in God. You know, I can tell you personal stories of when prayer has eliminated worry in my own life. You know, places in my life where I felt, God, what are you doing in my season right now? God, what are you, why am I here? Why am I doing these things? These things don't make sense. These things don't add up. God, I don't understand what you're doing. I feel like I'm wandering. And all of those things stem from my prayer life really not being in the place that it should have been. Because when you pray like you really should pray, when you pray by faith and when you pray in the Holy Ghost and in your spirit, those things begin to go away and those doors become opened and things become clearer and God will speak to you and give you an instruction that makes sense to you and is exciting to you. It gives you purpose. It gives you, you know, an idea of what your future will look like. God is always speaking and prayer is the access point in the way that we are able to hear his voice and understand his direction for our life. So the first thing that prayer does is that prayer unlocks doors that were closed and that begins to open things in your life that otherwise would remain closed. So prayer unlocks closed doors in your life. The second thing I want you to see 
again from the basis of Acts chapter 12, is that prayer unlocks binding chains that have held you back. The Bible says that the angel removed chains that were on Peter's wrists and hands when he was in the prison. So because of the prayers that were prayed for Peter, there were things that were removed off of Peter so that he could be liberated and set free and go in a place that he never could have gone before. So when you pray, you destroy things that have held you back for a very long time. And maybe that's something you've never understood, that there's limitations, there's things that you could define in your life as chains, things that have held you back and not have let you go into the fullness of who you are in God. But prayer eliminates change. Chains must break at the sound of your prayer. The Bible says, that the anointing breaks every yoke. So when you pray in the Holy Spirit and the anointing, you feel it come in the room and you feel it come on your body and you feel it on the words that you're speaking in prayer, chains must break at that power of the Spirit. So when you pray, you remove chains on your life, you remove chains on your purpose, you remove chains on your ministry, you remove chains on your relationships, if you're married, a marriage, if you're, you know, whatever it might be, you remove chains by praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray Prayer unlocks the power to break binding chains that have held you back. Prayer will help you realize your authority in Christ, that you don't have to deal with everything that everyone else deals with, but no, you have an authority in Christ that when you pray, things must change, doors must open, chains must break, and as you pray, you realize you don't have to deal with the devil's nonsense, but you can speak and rebuke the devil and understand that God is in control, and not only is God in control, but he's given us power and authority to destroy the work of the devil and every tactic of the devil. And let me tell you, worry is a tactic of the devil to keep you small, to keep your limits uh, low, to make everything in your life the way that it shouldn't be. The worry will make you understand that, you know, everything's against me. My problems in my life are so big. No, but prayer is the thing that destroys those chains of worry, anxiety, and confusion and frustration. Prayer breaks the chains and opens the doors. Prayer makes you a threat to the enemy because it helps you destroy the limitations on your life. Prayer destroys limitations. Prayer unlocks a limitless relationship with God where you can access whatever he wants to release. And God has great things in store for your life that he wants to release. But if you don't pray, you'll never understand the things that God is wanting to put in your life that you might walk in the fullness of who you are in him. So the first thing that prayer does is that prayer opens doors. Secondly, it breaks chains. Thirdly, the third thing that prayer unlocks is prayer unlocks the perspective you have of God. You know, like I was mentioning before, you know, you might think that your problems are big and God is small, but as you pray, you do the reverse, where as you pray, you glorify God and you magnify God, where God becomes so big that the problems in your life become small. You know, the Bible says that when we pray, we magnify God. So you have to understand that word magnify. Anything you look at through a magnifying glass, what happens? It, that thing becomes bigger in your perspective. So as you magnify God, you make God big. And as God becomes big, your problems become small. But the issue is most people do the opposite. We're through worry and anxiety and confusion and all these sorts of things. They make their problems magnified. They exalt the problem. They talk about how much the devil's doing. They talk about how much you know they can't do these things in life because of their problems. 
and they magnify their problems so they become these big giant monsters that they were never even were in the first place and God becomes small. You know, I'm sure you've met someone like that where, you know, the smallest little thing in life could happen, but the way they react, you'd think like someone got shot or someone's like on the verge of death because they maximize every problem where every little thing becomes this huge blowout thing that will ruin, you know, someone's life. You know, you should not be that kind of person, but prayer is the thing where you begin to do the opposite, where even in the natural, if the problem seems big, you have a God that's bigger than any problem you'll ever face in your life. And prayer is the thing that helps you magnify God to the point where he supersedes and is greater than any problem that you'll ever face. Worry and anxiety make problems bigger, but prayer and praise make God bigger. Be that kind of person. Make God bigger than the issue. Make God bigger than the problem. Make sure that the problem is in its place and God is in its place, that that problem is small and that God is big and better and greater than whatever the thing you might be facing in life is. So that's the third thing, that prayer puts your perspective in line with God's word and it makes your your thinking come into line with what God wants you to think. Your perspective of God becomes in the right context when you pray. The fourth thing that prayer unlocks is that prayer unlocks what heaven has. You know, I don't want you to turn there, or I'm not going to turn there either. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, it's the story of the Lord's Prayer. That when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, when they asked him how they should pray, that one of the things that Jesus said, he said, when you pray, pray like this, Father, thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. So we can understand from when Jesus said that, that Jesus's will and God's will is that the will of heaven, that God's will in heaven, what he wants done in heaven, he wants it to be done on the earth. And we're the tools and the mouthpieces and the vessels that he uses to perform his will on the earth. So if it's God's will in heaven for us to be in perfect health, in prosperity, in protection, in peace, with no worry and with purpose, then what will his will be on the earth for us right now? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's the exact same. That God's will in heaven and on earth are the same, that God wants us to walk in the things that people are already walking in in heaven on the earth, that we're called to bring heaven down to earth. And prayer is one of the things that unlocks that, that prayer unlocks the storehouses of heaven, that prayer unlocks the vaults of heaven, that prayer unlocks the windows of heaven, that as we pray, we release things from heaven on the earth for us to experience and enjoy and walk in. You know, there's no sick people in heaven. I don't know if you, if you know this or not. There's no one that's struggling to pay their bills in heaven. There's no one that's struggling to understand what their purpose is in heaven. There's no one that's confused in heaven and worried and not understanding, you know, what God is doing. But since God's will is in perfection in heaven, then they understand that what God's doing, they understand that they're in health, that they have divine you know, help from God, that they're not in any problem, they're not in need of anything, but in heaven, everything is supplied. But God said through Jesus in the Lord's Prayer that that will that's done in heaven should be done on the earth. So you can't tell me that those things are different, that, you know, in heaven, one day we'll be healed. You know, in heaven, one day we'll have more than enough. You know, in heaven, one day we'll really understand what was going on. No, the Bible says that God's will in heaven should be done on the earth, and prayer is what unlocks that ability to see those things that are done in heaven be established on the earth. 
So when we pray, we shouldn't pray that God just make things a little bit better. You know, God, uh, and then just be worried and complain and mope. No, but when we pray, we should understand that heaven is being released to us because we have a divine connection with God who is in heaven. And when we pray, we should understand that whatever God has in store for us in heaven should be in our life on the earth right now. That we've been given permission by Jesus himself to bring heaven to earth and to call things down from heaven to the earth. You know, maybe the reason that you're frustrated and you don't understand what's going on in your life is because you're called to experience heaven, but everything around you is earthly and everything around you doesn't seem like it's measuring up. Well, you have to understand that the Bible says that when you become saved, you become a citizen of a different country, that you don't operate by the same principles, that you don't operate by the same economy, that you don't operate by the same standards of other human beings, but you've been set apart and made unique, that you've become a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, that there's things from heaven that should be released from heaven and on the earth that we should operate and walk in and take part in. That's a promise of the believer. And prayer unlocks that. Prayer unlocks what heaven has and releases it on the earth for us to experience and walk in the fullness of. If you, ever, if you haven't understood that prayer is the thing that unlocks heaven's supply, you must understand that. Prayer is what unlocks heaven's supply. Prayer unlocks what heaven has. That's the fourth thing that prayer unlocks. The fifth thing that prayer unlocks that I want to talk to you about is that prayer unlocks the growth of your faith. The Bible says in Jude chapter 1 verse 20 that when you pray, you build up your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, prayer is the thing that increases your faith. That as you pray, not only do problems become small, but your faith becomes big and you realize who you are. You realize what you're capable of doing. All of those worries, all those anxieties, all of those things that you're stressing about leave your mind and faith comes. And as faith comes, faith builds up in your spirit as you pray in the Holy Ghost. And faith is the thing that releases what God has. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God because those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that that diligently seek him. So it's impossible to pray and build up your faith and not understand that God has something he wants to release to you and that God has something that he wants to give into your life that will change your life forever. All of those things stem from faith. Faith is what moves the mountain. Faith is what breaks the, you know, all the things in your life that need to be broken. Faith is what will launch you into your future. Faith is what make will, will make you understand that you have purpose, that you have a future, that there's things that God wants to give you. All of those things come by faith. Prayer unlocks limitless faith. Prayer unlocks the way that you can grow in God. If you can't pray, you can't grow because your praying and your growth are not the same thing. That if I am not growing, it's because I'm not praying. But as you pray, you unlock a constant avenue of growth. That as I pray, I'm growing. You know, I might not be preaching 50 meetings a year yet, but I'm growing in faith because I'm praying. Prayer unlocks your faith and helps you develop your faith and grow your faith to new levels. If you're constant in prayer, you'll be constant in growth. You know, prayer, if I could compare it to anything, is like the gas in the tank of a car. That if you don't have prayer, you're not putting more fuel in the tank so that you can keep going along your journey. You know, people will complain and say, well, I don't really understand, you know, what God's doing. I don't understand why I'm not moving. I don't understand 
why I'm still in this same place. Well, I'll tell you why you're in that same place. Because maybe you've been praying, but you're not praying in faith and you're not praying the amount that you should be. And you're not praying as with as much consistency as you should be. Because when you pray, you put gas in your tank, you charge yourself up in the Holy Ghost, you build up your faith and you're able to move and accelerate in the Holy Ghost. That's what prayer does. Prayer stirs your faith and builds your faith to the point where you can do great things in God and understand that you're reserved for great things, to understand the things that God wants to do in your life, that as you pray, you can hear God's voice, and that you can, as you hear God's voice, you have a word for your future, and that word for your future builds up your faith even more, where you're excited about tomorrow, where you're excited about, you know, where your life is headed because God is doing something in you, and all of those things stem from having a prayer life and a relationship with God. If you don't have a prayer life, you won't grow, you won't understand where you're headed, you won't understand the places God is taking you, you won't understand what God has reserved for you, you must pray. You must pray. Prayer is the thing that charges you up. Prayer is the thing that fuels your battery. Prayer is the thing that, you know, makes you understand that you have power and that you have a place to go and that God is doing something mighty in your life. Prayer does all of that. You must pray. Prayer builds your faith. You must have faith. You must understand you're headed to great things. You must understand that God has great things in store for you. Not little things, not insignificant things, but God has great things for you. Prayer builds up your faith to understand that truth. Prayer is what will make you go and access new things in God consistently. You know, the last thing that God did for you shouldn't have been five years ago or a year ago or last month, but God should be doing things for you constantly. You know, God, you know, you don't have to, you know, it's good to testify about things God has done, you know, a long time ago, but God should be doing things in your life so new and so fresh that you always have a new testimony of something that God is doing in your life and has done in your life. God is wanting to release things. God is wanting to do things in your life, but prayer is the access point that releases all that he has and builds up your faith to the point where you know that you can walk in everything that he has for you. It's all about how you pray. It's how you grow. So that's the fifth thing. So the sixth thing that prayer unlocks is that prayer unlocks your future. This is a big one because people, especially young people, will get frustrated and not understand, you know, their next step of where they're headed, of what they should do, you know, what God has in store next for them. But listen to this. Prayer allows you to understand the steps that your life should take. You know, the Bible says that those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So if you're a child of God, if God has purchased you with the blood of Jesus and now you're his son or his daughter, then you're, you should be led by his Spirit and you should be led by his Spirit into your next stage in life and your next steps in life. The Spirit and that is accomplished by prayer. The spirit is the thing that leads you. And you can't access the spirit if you're not in prayer. You know, it's hard to have a relationship with someone that you don't talk to and you don't have communion with and you don't develop relationship with. You know, if you were dating someone and you never talked to them and you never called them and you never, you know, expressed your heart to them, then that relationship would be very shallow and it wouldn't even be a relationship. But relationships are developed by communication. And prayer is the line of communication that we have. And so to walk in the fullness of your future, to walk in the next steps of your future, you have to pray to the God that knows your future, that knows the beginning from the end, 
that knows how your story will finish, and he wants to give you those answers. If you can't hear the voice of the one who knows the direction, then you'll never know the way you should go. But prayer is how you understand where God is leading you, how he's going to do it, and prayer is how you understand that you have nothing to be worried about, you have no reason to feel frustrated or feel disappointed about your life, but God is going to speak to you and lead you into that next step that he has. You know, don't tell me you're frustrated if you're not praying, because prayer is the thing that eliminates frustration and, uh, and lets you understand what God has in store for your future. You know, that's like complaining. You know, if I was to get in my car and someone would, were to give me, you know, an address for like an event that they wanted me to go to. And I just got in my car and I was like, you know what? I don't need the address. I don't need my Apple Maps or my Google Maps. I'm just going to drive and take random lefts and rights and different turns and go on different highways. And I think I'm just going to make it that way just randomly. That would be insane. Because why would you try to go somewhere, especially if someone has given you the address and the directions, and you just say, no, I'm just going to do whatever feels right in my own mind, and I think things are going to work out. No, you're never going to get to the place you should go. That's what people do when they complain about their future, but they don't pray. Because praying is how you hear the GPS and the directions and the coordinates that God wants you to take and the places he wants you to go. You have to be in communion with God. You have to understand that God is taking you somewhere. You have to listen to what God is saying so that you can walk in the fullness of your future. Prayer is the greatest tool that God has given us for us to understand our next step in life. If you don't use it, you'll always be frustrated about where you are in life. And I don't want you to be frustrated. I want you to understand where you're headed. I want you to have the confidence that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, doing exactly what God is calling you to do. And I want you to walk in the joy and the fullness of that. You know, there's nothing more fulfilling than knowing you're doing exactly what God has called you to do. And you're doing it with excellence. That's the greatest feeling you can ever have. You know, if, if you stay consistent in your prayer life, you'll always know what's next. You'll always know, always know what God wants you to do. You'll always know when it's time to move out and step in faith and do the next thing. And you'll never be frustrated one day in your life if you stay consistent in your prayer life like you should. So that's the sixth thing. And we're going to get quickly into the last thing, the seventh thing that prayer unlocks. And this is probably the most important one, which is why I saved it for the last uh, last point, the last thing. But the seventh thing that prayer unlocks is prayer unlocks your ability to overcome temptation. The Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, so people will come to me and say, you know, I really want to get rid of this one thing in my life, but it just seems like I can't get rid of it. It just seems like it just it binds to me or whatever, and I can't break it off of my life. How do I break it off of my life? Well, prayer is how you overcome temptation. Prayer is how you destroy the flesh. Prayer is how you keep the flesh at bay. You know, the Bible says, that we have a flesh nature and we have a spirit nature. And the Bible says that those two natures are constantly at war with one another. And it's about how you feed each nature that decides which one will rule you. Will your flesh rule you or will your spirit rule you? And quickly, I want to take you to Matthew chapter 26 because I think it's a beautiful uh, visualization and representation of this point because Jesus is taking his disciples into Gethsemane to pray. And it's the story, you know, of when Jesus goes to pray before he's getting ready to be betrayed by Judas. And um, he asks the disciples to pray. And he comes back after an hour and they're sleeping. And uh, so I want you to 
go there if you if you could or if you just wanted me to read it to you. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, it says, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me, or pray with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. For the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Other translations would say that you might be able to overcome temptation on the day of temptation. So from that text, we can understand that the secret to overcoming temptation is prayer. That one thing that prayer unlocks is the ability to overcome temptation in your life. You know, the reason that young people struggle with their flesh is because they don't pray like they should. You know, they don't access the greatest weapon and tool to overcome temptation and sin. You know, the reason that they struggle and they feel trapped is because they try to do everything else but pray. You know, they spend 15 hours watching whatever on their phones, you know, that's full of fleshly things, and then 30 minutes praying before they fall asleep, and then they question, why can I not overcome my carnal nature and these desires and these things I want to get rid of? Well, it's because you spend 15 hours feeding your flesh and 30 minutes feeding your spirit. You're starving your spirit, and you're giving your flesh, you know, a feast. That's why you can't overcome your flesh, because one of the things that prayer unlocks is your ability to overcome temptation. You know, Prayer is the tool that God gave us to build up our spirit, to feed our spirit, to make our spirit strong, so that when those conflicts come between the spirit and the flesh, our spirit can overcome and our flesh can be pushed aside and made not a priority in our lives. You know, that's why we fast. That's why we pray, because we're feeding our spirit more than our flesh so that we can hear God's voice, so that we can overcome sin, so that we can know the direction we should go, so that we can release what heaven has in store for our lives, that we can know our futures. That's why we pray. That's why we fast, because if you feed your spirit, then your spirit will overcome your flesh every time if you feed your spirit more than you feed your flesh. You know, if you feed your flesh more than you feed your spirit, your flesh will rule you. You know, prayer is the thing that tips the balances in the weight of the flesh or the weight of the spirit. It's the deciding factor. Will I feed my spirit more than my flesh or will my flesh rule my spirit? And if your flesh rules your spirit, you'll never be able to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. You'll never be able to understand what God is doing in your life and you'll always be frustrated. Why? Because only praying people are overcoming people. I'll say that again. Only praying people are overcoming people. Prayer gives you the power to overcome. You know, there's certain things in the Bible. You know, even when Jesus was casting out the devils that the disciples couldn't. And they asked him why they couldn't cast out the devils. And Jesus said that this type of spirit only comes out by prayer and by fasting. So there's certain levels of power. There's certain levels of authority that only come through praying 
and by fasting, that there's certain things in your life that can only be released by praying and by fasting. You must pray to overcome the wicked one, to overcome the temptation and the day of temptation. Your prayers are vital in your life to overcome your flesh and live by your spirit. It's the only way you can overcome temptation. Prayer is the thing that allows you to have the ability to overcome temptation. So quickly before we end, I just want to recap and pray with you about what we talked about today. So in recap, prayer, number one, unlocks closed doors. Number two, it unlocks chains that held you back and didn't allow you to access everything that God wants you to access. Number three, prayer unlocks your perspective of God. Number four, prayer unlocks the growth of your faith. Number five, prayer unlocks what heaven has in store for your life. Number six, prayer unlocks your future. Number seven, and finally, prayer unlocks your ability to overcome temptation and rule your flesh and live by your spirit. So I hope this uh, podcast helped you understand some of the things that prayer does, that God doesn't ask us to pray without purpose or without reason, but there's fruits and there's benefits to prayer, that there's tangible results that come by our prayers and when we pray. So quickly, let's pray together before we close. Father, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for this time with your people. Father, I thank you for the access we have to you through prayer. God, I thank you that we will have need of nothing. I thank you, God, that you're calling us back to prayer this year for a reason. I thank you that, God, we'll never be discouraged or worried about our futures. But God, through the power of prayer, we'll know the steps we should take, the places we should go, the things that we should do in our life to fulfill our callings and to fulfill our purposes in you. God, I thank you that prayer is powerful. And God, I thank you that not only have you asked us to pray, but you are a prayer answering God, that we don't speak words idly or without reason, but we pray with purpose and we pray with design in the knowing that you are answering us and hearing us as we pray. Father, I thank you that as I pray right now, people that have prayer requests that are listening to this and things in their hearts, that God, quickly you would answer them and give them the things that they've been asking for. Father, I thank you that prayer is powerful. I thank you that prayer belongs to the believer, and I thank you for the access that we have to you through the power of prayer. And not only that, but the things that prayer releases for those that love you. Father, we love you today, and it's in your son's precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you. I'm, I'm thankful that you stayed tuned to the full podcast if you did. And uh, I hope you understood some things about prayer, prayer today. And if you understood everything I said already, then I'm glad I was able to give you a good reminder. And, um, you know, pray more this year than you ever have before. Make it a goal for this year of 2020 that you'll pray more than you ever have. If you've only prayed 30 minutes a day for the past year, go for an hour. If you've only prayed for an hour every day, go for two hours. Always be increasing in your prayer life. You know, it's the thing that unlocks God's best in your life. And that's what I want you to have. Exactly that. God's best in your life. And prayer is the thing that will bring it into your life. And it will stay there. It won't be stolen. It won't be taken. The devil won't get any victory in your life this year. But you'll have everything that you ask in Jesus' name. It's changed the way I see God. It's changed my perspective on life. It's changed my perspective on God. I promise you, you won't be disappointed if you put these principles into practice. And you'll see all these things take place, I promise you. All these things will begin to be unlocked. 
And uh, I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as, as much as I've enjoyed making them for you. And um, it's going to be a great year in Jesus' name. It's going to be the greatest year that you've ever had in Jesus' name. And it's going to come by prayer and supplication, by praising Him, by worshiping Him, by getting in His Word like you never have before. And all of those things will provoke God's hand to be on your life in a new and powerful way like you've never experienced before. Well, for now, this is your host, Preston Shuttlesworth, saying I love you, God loves you, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast. To stay connected with Preston and for booking information, make sure to follow him on social media on Instagram and stay tuned for our upcoming ministry website. For more episodes, please subscribe and make sure to come back here every Friday for brand new weekly content.